All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Hanson Distilleries. Michaud, Bag Milk, Wanye, gentlemen, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Good day. Hello. Hello. I, uh, very rarely do I, A, go to parties, but two, am I like greeted with a warm reception when I go to parties. I showed up with a bottle of Nation Vodka on Friday night, and it was like the Jonas Brothers walked in. For real? Ooh, people went Ape shit. Really? For this. Like, oh my god, look, they're taking pictures. Like, for real? I'm dead. To, like, I'm not making this up. Like, I was swarmed for people. People love it. Interesting. Yes. Really? So it's taken wow. off. It's now a thing. It doesn't even make any sense. No. It does. It's, it's not bad. This must be what Puff Daddy felt like when he went to the first party with a bottle of Ciroc. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And he's like mm-hmm. signing the check and it's going into his own bank account because oh, he's buying yeah. his own. That's probably. Oh, no, Puff Daddy doesn't own Ciroc. No? Doesn't? No, Diageo owns Ciroc. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ciroc was like a company that went to Puff Daddy. I can't remember. I think they're selling like 40,000. You mean Brother Love? Yeah, yeah, Brother Love. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one, Puff. You're really not losing your relevancy by the day. Uh, no, they went to with like 40,000 cases a year or something like that. And since Puff Daddy introduced it sort of into the mainstream culture, they're doing like 8 million cases Holy a year. shit. Wow. And he made $100 million one year off of his Ciroc partnership because Ooh. he gets a cut oh, okay. of cases shipped worldwide. So you're saying I'm the Puff Daddy of Nation Vodka? You could and be. And you guys are, are the family? If you want to be big make... and you can be Mace? Yes. Oh, I'd love to be Mace. <laughs> no, I want to be Mace's sister. That was in Harlem World, the click, who looked like a girl with Mace's face welded onto her. And when you're looking at the album cover, they had her like turning away from the camera just so that you didn't realize how much she looked like Mace. Uh, Did not know that. We're like two minutes in and I've already... We're already learning so about many, Mace's sister. So many things. Yeah, something Betha, yeah. That was a That's, ripoff, that Harlem World, The Click. Do you remember that? No, I don't know. So remember Harlem World, Mace's big album? I do, yes. And then he brought out like his Saint Lunatics. Oh, yes. Or his uh, G-Unit, right? So. And it was called Harlem World, The Click. But the way they made the album, it looked like a new Mace album. So this is back in the day, obviously, right? When, like, you get your parents to drive you to HMV if you're young Wanye, and then you, like, look suspiciously at all the rap CDs and the thing, and I was like, Mace put out a new album and I didn't know about it? Curse living in these northern climates! And I took it and I brought it home, and I'm like, hit me with the new heat, Mace! And it wasn't Mace. It was like <laughs> the Island of Misfit Toys made a rap group that was not awesome, but they just threw Mace into a couple songs enough to get them spins up. Ah, do you, just, do you still have your CD collection? Like, do you have your rap CD collection? Like, your buying or somewhere? Yeah, well, you know, interestingly, like, my car would get broken into, like, biannually to clean out my old music, but then I would have it insured, and <laughs> oh, I'd be like, oh, snap, and I'd go to the store and buy back. I think I've bought the Justin Timberlake Sexy Back album, Future yep. Sex Love Song. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. 
I think I've bought that like five times. Really? Yeah, because mm. I'm just like, well, we have to start again with JT, and then we're going to rebuild like that, the people that, in the Tornado Alley. That's the first one? Yeah. My mom bought Carol King's Tapestry on every single, like, v, uh, like uh, cassette, <laughs> vinyl, CD, probably bought it digitally. I'm wow. missing something else. I'm trying to think if there's an album that I've bought a bunch of times. It's weird because you mentioned the CD binder. Yeah. I was flipping through mine the other day. Cause you mine still is, have it? You were never robbed? No, no. Mine is still under my seat in my truck. Don't steal that, please. But I was <laughs> flipping through it the other day, that. and it was just like a journey through my teenage years oh, yeah. of like pop punk to like weird emo music to like screamo and the hardcore rap. It was just like a wild- Please hold. What's screamo? Oh. I- under Oath, your Lexus on fire. Yeah, I'm thinking of Under Oath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around those. What, what, what? Really? What's Screamo? It had its peak. Oh, I don't know if peak. It was in its heyday, early 2000s. Yeah, 2004, like, 2005. Mm-hmm, in and around mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. Are, the, are the names we're saying, are they familiar? Like, you know Lexus mm-hmm. on fire? Oh, yes. Right? Of course, yes. Uh, do you know Under Oath? No. One, I've seen Under Oath probably like three, four times. One time I remember specifically we drove down. My boys come pick me up at Nate, as they do. Yeah, and yeah. we drive down to Calgary for the mm-hmm. concert. We go see My Chemical Romance, The Used, and Under Oath. Oh, what a show. Screamo pop punk heaven right there. So basically, that, that's what kind of like thrash metal has always had like loud screaming vocals. But right. this was more kind of like higher screaming. Like I, I don't even want like to Like a higher it. pitch? Yeah, like Alexis on Fire is kind of what I would yeah. say. I might not know who Alexis on Fire is. I thought Alexis on Fire it's was the guy like, that sounds like a cougar in a cage and he's like, wow, 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 wow. Oh, so like, I was thinking of... Uh, Dallas Green. Well, he that was in Alexis. Was, on he fire. was in Alexis. Yes, on fire. Yes. Oh, all right. He was the soulful. Redemption. Yeah, yes. he was the soulful voice while the other guy did the cougar calls. Yeah. So hold on, hold on, hold on. That, oh, that guy isn't the guy screaming. No, no, no. Oh, I'm like that guy can scream and, and sing yes. the dulcet tones. What's his city and color? City there and color. Yes. See, Maj, I know things. And have you put together his name and uh, band name yet? <gasps> right. It's a yeah. city. Hmm. And it's a See, color. Now I've learned something. There you go. See, I imparted Mace's in. sister to you, See? which is of no value, and you decoded one of the bands of our era's name for me. There you go. Right. I know you don't watch a ton of movies. No. But have anyone in this room seen This Too Shall Pass, the documentary on Tower Records? Yes. Very well Documentaries done. I watch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Have you seen that? Baby? No, I haven't. It's very good and just kind of explains they were the first record store, essentially, right? And Elton John would talk about how he would buy records three times in there, one for each of his house. It's very good for a good business model, good music documentary. I enjoy it. In unrelated news, Elton John is bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) It is weird, though. Like, we were talking about CDs, but then now records are coming back, like vinyl's coming back. And... My missus was just like, would you like me to buy you some of these albums on vinyl, like of bands that I like? And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, I already own the CD, but will I ever listen to that? Will I even know where to find my CDs or do I just download it on Apple Music? It's a weird thing now. It is. Because I own albums on vinyl that I also own as compact discs, which I probably have as cassettes from my Columbia house days. Do you have any mini discs is the real question. Oh, good call. No, I do not have mini, mini discs. discs. You remember oh, mini discs? Mini di- of course I remember mini discs. Those are like how James Bond would get his assignments and of shit. Of course. Yeah. Wouldn't you load up like 40 songs or something? It was bigger than a CD, right? And you'd have a bunch is that how? Well, I don't know, Mash. I wasn't born a trillionaire like you with a goddamn <laughs> Best Buy in my house to experiment I on. I never things. had a mini disc player. Wasn't that kind of what it was? I had a Walkman. Were they writable discs? I believe they were. I think you could change them up. That would have been at the time. Yeah. Why they would have been so expensive? Yeah, probably to yes. cross from write on, or read only to write and read was the. I uh, found a big spool of CDRWs at Nation HQ a little while ago. Oh yes, those. Mm. If anybody needs, what'd me you to- do with them? Why well, burn mixes, yeah, of course. Mix of course yeah, yeah, yeah. One well, no month for, to, his, for his misses. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to burn an album anymore. I can't do it. I don't well, have a device that, that can do it anymore. So that tower of discs, it was like we were just at Wanye Manor cruising through D- DVDs yeah. at the time, right? I was writing albums. I was dropping hot mixtapes. And I was like, shit, I'm gonna, I got some nuts heat to drop. I need some CDs for fuck's sakes. And then I went and bought a tower of them and used one. And then I was like, oh, fuck. No, I can put things on my phone now. And just like threw the CDs in a pile. And I brought those to the office for thinking that we would need some at some point in our company's history. We might. You might at some point. Quickly, someone, download everything <laughs> off HockeyFights.com onto CDs. Where will we find 94 CDs? There they are. It's funny, though, because the founder of Hockey Fights actually has a big box at his house. He sent me a picture of it, of VHS tapes that he still has to go through and rip video on. Damn it. Oh, See, this wow. is the, We got to do a thing with Hockey Fights where we open it up to people to submit their fight tapes. You know what fight tapes were in junior? Basically, if you 
fought a bunch of times. You it was, you made your own fight. You made team, your right? own, yeah. and like you carried it around with you. When you would go to your new team, you would like show. I remember like I had buddies and played in junior. Mm-hmm. I never played bag milk because you know my legs don't work so good. <laughs> but they would come home every year and be like, "Oh man, you gotta check out my fight tape." And like the first thing you do when your buddies who played hockey came home would be watch their fight tapes. Right? There are guys wheeling around with the craziest shit ever on tape that we could easily digitize. Put on to hockey fights and be like, shout out to T Pass fourteen or whatever the hell it is. That's a guy specifically. I'm thinking, my boy Pass. He's a donkey, and his fight tape <laughs> looks like fucking Mad Max has occurred on ice. But those would be such good fights and footage to put on hockey fights. I've got buddies who played junior as well that have fight tapes, and to think about it, like when you look back on it and think about the ages of some of these guys that are just pummeling each yes. other, yeah. it's wild to think about. And now they're like accountants or mortgage brokers or whatever it happens to be. Oh, but, and just a different era. Like I remember yeah. watching my one buddy, he'd be like, check this out. I come flying in off the bench and stab a guy. Like now people will be like, oh my God, call the Coast Guard, remove it, him. There was on Twitter, there was a clip floating around and I remember it. 100% because it was from Rock'em Sock'em 6, which was my favorite one. Oh, Don Cherry was talking about Rock'em Sock'em 29. 29. So that blew my mind <laughs> thinking about 29. You, I my phone was. So Rock'em Sock'em 6 was my favorite one. There's a moment in there where Pavel Bure gives Shane Churla an oh, elbow playoffs, to the old yep. chops that if that happened today, he would be suspended for the rest of time. Back then, he didn't even get two minutes for him. Mm. What a time like, to be Oh, your feet didn't live the ice for more than four Mississippis. Let's just uh, <laughs> let the play run. Or, hey, we didn't have a replay. Hey, get up. You're fine. Yeah, right. you're fine. Time. I think I might have a brain injury. <laughs> Those are fake. Six is your favorite Rock'em Sock'em. Do you have a favorite one? Well, I was going to read raps. That's five. five. That's yeah. the one right yeah. there. It had nothing to do with any actual footage. Just like, the just the rapping? Oh, man. That was the best. We've got the big goal ice and the trench coat. Oh, yeah. I don't need to tell you about your own history. How, how would they... Well, I'm sure how it convinced, okay, Don, go wrap this. But imagine doing that now. Okay, Don, we have this idea for this direct-to-DVD. We're going to put you in this funny hat and glasses, put you in a club, and you're just (laughs) going to wrap these lines. How do you feel about that? There's (laughs) There's no more interesting person in hockey to me than Don Cherry. Like the life the guys led, and remember the movie they made about it. Oh, actually, wasn't that wasn't that it bad? It was so sanitized. Yeah, it's like oh, a, yeah. then me and Blue went down to <laughs> Kingston and met, you know, Doug Gilmore. Yeah. Lies. Like that guy has seen some shit. Oh yeah, he's got a lot of gold jewelry, which is not explained in the documentary, mm-hmm. and he's also made a fortune. Mm. Like to be allowed to make Rock'em Sockins and just take NHL footage early on and sell them at your own merry <laughs> yeah. will. Like he's made. He's like my grandson's involved. Like. That's got to be the most patronage job in the whole <laughs> yeah. industry. Hey, like I'm Don Jerry's grandson. We're here to sell eight DVDs this year. Have you guys ever seen Don in public, like at a public event? I no. assume he's just mobbed everywhere. It is, but he takes the time for everyone, though. Does like, he really? he's very... I, he can't really afford to be rude to anyone, you know? Like, he needs to embrace everyone. Like, I saw him... At uh, whenever the Canucks played the outdoor game against the Sens, that why'd was you put name. outdoor in air quotes? Because they played inside. <laughs> they just played at BC Place essentially, so it wasn't uh, an outdoor game. It was oh, just okay. Uh, but it, yeah, air okay. Come yeah. on, Maj. But he was there, and I saw him sign countless autographs. I saw him take a picture with Tegan and Sarah. <gasps> like he'll he'll stop and talk to anyone. He's and, like, which one of you boys wants to go first? This photo. <laughs> but no, like, Don. It's the actress or but, the singers of our generation. But it's funny. He showed up in like a normal suit, and I saw him walk into this room. And then, like, five minutes later, he comes out in, like, a Don Cherry suit. So he doesn't rock those nonsense. No, he, like, was traveling in, like, just his regular gray suit. And then probably just switched the jacket. I don't know if he switched the pants, but he switched the jacket. And he became, like, Don Cherry. And then I, like, I walked past him. I go, hello, Mr. Cherry. And he went, like, f- right into Don Cherry. Like, hey, how's it going? Hey, beautiful. I'm like, whoa. Holy fuck. <laughs> the bathroom's over there, sir. Like, <laughs> well, think about, like, Don Cherry has, like, an image a publicist he must have. Like, he had a lot going on for him before that was common. Yeah, and I mean, just to think of how many of those jackets he's probably gone through in the years. and just wear a different suit every coach in the corner? I think I've seen him double up. I'm sure he has. <laughs> Maj is like, I've heard that, but I have no, a very like... big diagram at home of all of his. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've seen, like, the rose suit a couple times. The one with a bunch of roses. Mm-hmm. I think there's That's a for few. his del- beloved yes. wife, Rose. R.I.P., yeah. yes. You can point to a. Ca- I bet you he's got 50 suits. No, 50. Maj. Is that high or low? Low. I think that's super low. Really? Low. You think yeah. so? But he does donate a lot of them. Yeah. To whom I'm not sure. Like, would you like to look like Don Cherry? Please bid. <laughs> but 50, <laughs> that's being low. He has to wear one on TV, what, 40 times a year? 
Yeah, and he's been on TV for 300 years. And, uh, <laughs> do that math. 12,000 suits, half go to charity. Apparently he used to go to like, Fabricland and pick out like that, that, and that. That makes a lot of sense to me because where else would you get those patterns from? Ah, Fabricland, a nice throwback. I, I figured it was Fabricland or couches. And he's just out there robbing couches from fools. Take it off the back roads. They'll never notice the fabric being taken. Maybe it's both. But, like, how did that come to be? Like, every year he went to the tailor to get his shirts made, and he's like, make the collar higher. 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 <laughs> make the collar higher. Don, you've been doing this for 20 years. Higher, I say. Yeah. Like, oh. he's just so interesting. It's, it's like gr- he wanted to rock a turtleneck and a dress shirt at the same yeah. time. So he's like, I need that. And he's like, current, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, current collar technology does not meet my next needs. I need you to triple this in height. Or Maybe it's holding his head up. Or the tailor's just like, watch this. I'm going to make his <laughs> collar so high. <laughs> See, she <laughs> it's a good look for me. All right, thumbs up. And the rest is history. But when we saw him in Winnipeg, last year we were at Winnipeg at the outdoor game. You saw Don Cherry at the outdoor game? Just on the field. I remember him walking oh, on the yeah. field, and like when he walked out from the tunnel, people went nuts. Yeah, oh, like yeah. he's a rock star. And he's immortal. Like if you he look rocks. in those old Rock'em Sock'ems. He was old then, and that was yeah. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Yeah. And he's he looks fantastic. Now, I look at him with another set of eyes, like... He's got a lot of tanner on. Mm. But I was watching him on the week. Like, he doesn't look that much older than Ron McLean. No. Wait, you see him in person. He definitely has those age. That he's got the miles on him. But, but he's, he's like yeah. 83. Oh, yeah. Like, Don Cherry is hella fucking old. How old is he? Like, yeah, he's 83. If you told me he was in his, he could be in his 80s or in his 60s or in his 90s, I would have no yeah. idea. Do you guys remember that one Rock'em Sock'em where he's just in his chair wearing like a sleeveless shirt? Yes. What? Yes, I do. That's Rock'em Sock'em 7 or 8. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, it's almost like. They showed up and said, Don, we're filming today. Oh, really? Get in here, yeah. beauty! <laughs> Come, on. Come on in, I got an hour. Let's go. Let's Get bang it out. these guns! <laughs> oh, he had the guns out, too. I think that was, wasn't that the year that he did the octopus thing in, oh, in yes. uh, Detroit? And it just starts with him picking up the octopus. Yeah. Oh, man. God, he's a legend. An ode to Rock'em Sock'em. And it's not even a Rock'em Sock'em anymore, right? It's Don Cherry. I, I think it's back to Rock'em Sock'em. It? Oh, I should. I hope it is. Was it Don Cherry presents Harlem World the Click? Yeah, it was, was actually. Sister's he was Mace's. He's sister's not even in it. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. Ron Cherry, his yeah. grandson. <laughs> Tim's uh, in it. He's just you'll like. See, I'm the, the third clips. generation of cherries. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, that would be great. Um, news we should get to is <laughs> that was the point in our uh, three point list intro. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> that was a good fifty minutes. Oh, we yeah, learned a lot about each other. One thing I know we wanted to get into is did you guys happen to read what Eric Francis wrote in the Calgary Sun this week? He kicked Twitter as if it was a hornet's nest today. He did. He threw a rock at it. I think the MSM are starting to learn what clickbait means. It, that had to make sense, right? Like, So I yeah. quote tweeted it. So essentially, Eric Francis said that the Calgary Flames are going to go to Houston within the next three years. Oh my God. So, And that, your point was funny because I quote tweeted it and said, when you need page views. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. for sure it is. And Does Connor McDavid have a love child? Question mark. You'll find out after the jump. You know what? No. I, I, that's funny that you brought that up. <laughs> he does not. I was looking up when uh, Bieber, remember that girl said that Bieber knocked her up a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. Marissa, uh, Mariah Yater. Mm-hmm. I was looking her up wow, a while well, ago. Wow, I remember her name. Thank you. Uh, but I was curious, Wanye, we were hoping maybe you could teach us a little bit about business. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why would this article come out right after kind of the Seattle thing, the new... Um, what would that be? The new franchise fee is now $650 million US. Mm-hmm. They tacked on an extra $150 million from Vegas. It was five. Blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my mind. So does it, for someone like yourself, does this make any sense to you? Well, I mean, it depends, right? Either Eric Francis genuinely believes that he, they're going to move to Houston and he gets to have the uh, first marker on the destination road to where we're going. Be like, I remember I was the one. I was the one who said. Or they're like, hey, sow some fear, right? I mean, I don't really necessarily understand how the mind works to think that, like, f- making your fan base terrified your team's going to leave is going to really help. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, like, the kid who was 12 years old and thought the Oilers were leaving and got a contract to shovel all my neighbor's snow to buy one ticket in the hope they wouldn't leave. Yeah. Right? So, obviously, you know, I fell for it. It worked, like, though. What? <laughs> to the thing. And then years from now, Oilers Nation. Like, if they weren't, you know, making people freak out. Can the Flames leave and go to Houston? Sure, I suppose they could, right? I mean, you got to think they're probably top 10 teams in the league of revenue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe mean, they actually are in the top 10, and that makes sense. It's a good city and they've they have a history there. Yeah. There's some there's some money in Calgary. Like yeah. it makes sense that they are where they are. Which is why I found a lot of the article interesting basically saying, well, if they had this new arena, I don't know if they could fill it on a nightly basis and oh, things like that, and I just don't buy that at all. Well, did you even recall 
during the the election in Calgary, the Flames were pretty much campaigning for the guy. Oh, it was extraordinarily like, unprofessional yeah, how they did it. Right, yeah. like the VP of the Flames was like tweeting anti Nenshi stuff, and like they really politicized themselves. Just probably not a good look to have. Well, it's funny, right? I mean, so who owns the Flames? Murray Edwards owns them, right? What's he own? CNRL? Is he the owner of CNRL? Yeah, but it's yes. like a group. No, he is, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can confirm that. Yeah. We have oh, this pocket computer oh, here. Fine, yeah, pocket computer. But, like, there's a group of people who own the Flames, isn't it? I, I couldn't actually point to who actually does own the Calgary Flames. I yeah, think I, I think Murray Edwards Murray is, like, Edwards? the head of the group of people who own the Flames, right? So, first of all, let's back up. I hope the Flames leave. I hope they go to Houston, <laughs> and then Houston gets another hurricane, and they're all wiped out, and you drive down the road on CNN, there's all the Flames, Johnny Goudreau sitting by the road, like, mm, it happened again. Shut up, Johnny. That's what you get, you loser. <laughs> so, I hope the Flames disband. Is it Murray Edwards? Do we know? I'm confirming yeah, right so. now, yes. Don Cherry's 83, by the way. He, I was right about yes, that. God wow. damn, I'm on fire. Yes. I would have never expected that. Like I said, he could have been 100 and I would have believed you. Yeah, no, he's, probably. He's, doing, he's aging better than most. <laughs> um, so maybe there's like a thing within the Flames ownership group where they're going to use this arena as a means of some guys being bought out. You're is, so friggin' smart, man. Is this just <laughs> is like Murray Edwards? And he does own the CNRL. <laughs> he knows things. You know, he, he like knows, business he knows things. Yeah, just don't yes. bring it I up. know Mariah Yater. Yeah, I knew who that was, though. <laughs> if you'd given me a pop quiz and said, who's that? I would have said, oh, the chick that claimed Beaver is having a kid. Yeah. yeah. It is just like amazing the difference in the things that fill our heads up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you know, why would, why would Eric Francis write that article? So maybe they're looking to consolidate. They're definitely looking to... Tell Calgarians and tell Flames fans, you've had it so good for so long, and this could be how we strong-arm you into a giant piece of free land down by the river, or this is how we could strong-arm you into a CRL levy that's a one-way thing for us. Is this just the Calgary version of the Cates tour to Seattle? Is that where it's starting? Are we starting that kind of movie? I like to think that Cates didn't go to Seattle truthfully to be like, hey, anybody want to buy an NHL team? Because he wanted to keep the NHL team. I also think Daryl Cage recognized that if he moved the Oilers to Seattle and continued to own them, that big, nice house with all them windows are probably going to be egged from here until eternity. <laughs> you might want to like consider doing some work on the house and get the windows paved over. Um, I think he was just down there taking a look around, and everybody it was. The media is funny, right? Because like if you lived in the social media area, you didn't know what was going on, and then like a well placed article you're just like oh no there's nowhere to discuss this with my fellow man i'll accept the newspaper at face value right whereas now i think what worked is like a well-timed pr coup to freak out the fan base everybody just goes on twitter is like Mm-mm. or the backlash is way bigger than you envision and then all of a sudden you have a problem because that was the exact response that i kind of saw on twitter today about the flames thing was there was either people being like come on they're the flames aren't moving like fuck off to people getting angry which were, I guess, the expected results of an article. Angry like that. at whom? City council. Uh, everybody, the Flames, city council. There was, you know, there's people just mad at Eric Francis for writing a trolley article. Like, mm. it was kind of the uh, usual tour de force of Twitter reaction, I guess. Well, it's funny, right? You can use Twitter now to your to suit your goals so easily. I mean, look at when we started giving Oilers shit, and then all of a sudden it was like. Oh, yeah, the real issue here is are bloggers hated by the mainstream or is it vice versa? And everyone's like, I forget about the team that's dramatically underperforming. I'm going to go tell off Spectre, right? But this is like the theater of why you enjoy sports, right? You enjoy it because of all the characters and Don Cherry and Eric Francis and go fuck yourself, Spectre, even though you're actually a nice guy but you're an asshole. You know, that's just the way it is, right? So are the Flames actually trying to leave Calgary? I doubt it. I mean, look how hard Gary Bettman went to war for the Oilers to remain in Edmonton. Yes. Peter Pockton's like, I'm selling this team to Atlanta. They're called the Coca-Colas. Wanye, you're 12. Go have a nervous breakdown in your basement <laughs> and then come out for dinner crying, which actually happened. Um, but, you know, I just don't think you can necessarily be that strong army with, with a fan base like Calgary because they're in the top 10. And, like, Pittsburgh or, or Philadelphia has – or not Philadelphia. Phoenix has two people going to games right now. Both yes. from Alberta, probably. Yeah. Snowbirds yeah. who spend their winters there. Well, it's cheaper than going to games in <laughs> Calgary, Vera. Right? So, I don't know. I went to a game in Glendale, actually, and it's oh. awesome. Is it? They've got, like, a really cool vibe around their arena. They've got... Empty? <laughs> yeah, you can sit by yourself. <laughs> it's funny so because... Quiet. I could get some thinking done. It's so funny because when we were there, we walked up to the ticket window and we're like, okay, I've got 50 bucks US, each of us, where can we sit? And they're like, $50 US, Here's Holy a stake in the cow. team, young man. No. So we sat center ice, eighth row, like ridiculous good. And I'll never forget this as long, like forever. I look up in the second deck and there was a banner hanging over that said for 100 bucks, you got four tickets, four popcorns, four drinks, um, 
and it was basically like a family pack. And all I could think of is like, fuck me, hundred dollars you get all that? I'm getting like half a beer. And you're parking. I'm, your parking. I'm will be parking. Taken care I'm of getting now. half a beer, and I'm standing in line to piss for 35 minutes. Yeah. That's bonkers. That's it was. nuts. And you just look at what's going on in the NHL right now. Like, there's other, there's other issues going on. Like, the Hurricanes were just sold for a ton of money. That owner's apparently got a, a ton of money. But we have the Arizona situation. So, what were they sold for? Um, a ton of money. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But oh, he purchased more. He has an option to buy more stakes later as well. So there's that going on. Uh, you can move it. There's tons of teams that have question marks. You have the Seattle expansion. They're kicking the tires on that right now. It's a weird time. I thought that was approved. It's been, well, they've a- allowed them to do, sure. do the drive sure. right now. And That's great, though. I agree. Like, Seattle's baller cities. If you go to yeah. Seattle, everything's named after Bill Gates, Balmer. Like, Bezos has an underground lair that would make Cates look like an outhouse. Like, that to me is a city that should have an NHL team staff. They should have every, they need a basketball team back as well, but they, they should oh, yeah, get. They don't have a, no, they, they have the Seahawks. They went to, is okay. Paul Allen going to be one of the owners of the team, have they said? Not actually too sure about that. Paul Allen just like I'll take one of the I, hockey. I, I think yeah, that's the Bruckheimer so. team though in Seattle. No, I believe that is the Jerry Bruckheimer is going to get NHL. He, team? he loves hockey. Oh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Fuck's sakes! How many sequels to movies we don't watch? Is he going to remember when the Saw guy bought the Lightning? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he had to watch yeah, ten yeah. more Saws because <laughs> he was running out of dough. He's like, quickly to the saw making machine. Uh, it's, it's a very bizarre time in the NHL. It's a good time, I think, for the league though, right? Like you want your team to grow, and you want to get into new. They were the first ones in Vegas. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. What? Speaking of teams that have like, incorrectly moved, what's up with L.A.? I don't really care about football. The, the Rams or the Chargers? Well, I thought both of them are getting like no attendance. Okay, well, what happened is, for years, the L.A. used to have the Rams and the Raiders. Right. And then they both left. Right. Rams went to St. Louis, Raiders went to Oakland. Right. And for years, NFL owners would use L.A. as a way to get a threat. Yeah, basically, we're going to go to L.A. until finally San Diego and St. Louis said, okay. Go to LA. We're going to go. Okay, fine. So then both teams agreed to go to LA at the same time. The Rams played the Coliseum, which has been there since the beginning of time. And yeah, no one cared about the Rams when they first moved there because they were bad. They're winning now, so they're starting to get traction. But for the first couple of years, no one cared. And now, where the Chargers play, they play out in Carson City, I want to say, where a soccer team plays. So the Chargers like play. The Galaxy? Yeah, they play in like, a, like it's a 31,000 seat. Venue for an NFL, which is pretty bonkers. So that's kind of more of a drive. I'm not too familiar with my California geography, mm-hmm. but that's that's a bit of a drive if you're a Chargers fan from San Diego. So and yet, like L.A., it is a Laker city, a Dodger city, then probably USC football, UCLA, and then the rest of the stuff. What about the L.A. Impact, the arena soccer team? That's not a real one. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a weird market to try to crack into. But it was it was always so there. neither team is drawing well. The Rams are starting to because they're good. But they're in the old building. They're in the old What's Coliseum. Capacity? Like massive. It's like over a hundred thousand. Oh, wow. Like and it, too, sure. there's only one level to it. There's just one section that goes from the floor all the way up to the top. Really? And it's like underground, so it's kind of dug up. Yeah, it is cool to kind of see. On wow. Earth? That's where USC still plays. And the both teams, the Chargers and the Rams, will share an arena when it's done in two or three years, built by Stan Kroenke. So they're going to share in two years. With Stan Kroenke, so. isn't he the former owner of the Blues? He's from that area, yeah, because he owned the Rams as well. So, Oh, wow. And Stan Kroenke once had a feud with Vince McMahon, a real-life feud with Vince McMahon. Go on. Because he, <laughs> what happened is Stan Kroenke did not expect the basketball team he owned at the time to be in the playoffs, so he let WWE book their arena. But they're like, hey, we actually need that for a playoff game. So they had to cancel wrestling. Like a week before. Oh, wow. So then oh, Vince no. McMahon moved it to L.A. and then had a battle royale of guys in like <laughs> Laker jerseys and Denver Nuggets jerseys wrestle on Monday night. Is that what he owned on the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, yeah. And so he was like, that's Mr. Kroenke made a deal with me. And it was he backed out and you don't back out of a deal with me. So <laughs> Shane Kroenke's like, what? Yeah, what's going Here's on? $50,000 wrestling, man. Crazy owner. Like if you could watch a movie based on one owner. A like pro sport? Yeah. Like going because there's some like Jerry Jones would have a crazy story. Owner yeah. of the Cowboys, they all have to come out post mortem because yeah. they've got a team of lawyers yeah, preventing yeah. any details of their like life coming out. Steinbrenner would have a crazy mm-hmm. movie. Pockington would have a crazy movie. Mm. Like, is there one that kind of jumps out that you know some of those Leafs, like the Leaf owner, was it Harold, Harold Ballard? Ballard? Like that yeah, would be he was a, a real piece of shit, wasn't he? Be an interesting. Mike Illich. 
the non pizza piece king? of shit, wonderful yeah. man. But like the pizza. Yeah, king? but I want a movie with like some like some yeah, skeletons some and some dirt. Like Gary a knife Jones. fight. A knife fight would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones love knife fight. He strikes me as a guy who's had knife fight. Probably. Or Jerry Jones strikes me as a guy who has paid people a knife fight in front of him, and it's like that man Dingo oh, scene in yeah. Django oh, Unchained. Yeah. Like here's your cold beer, and then walks away. I think the people he pays lots of money to fight in front of him are the Dallas Cowboys. That could I think be. that's actually <laughs> why he has the team. Do it, Kelly Jones. Calls up the coach. Give me the two worst players and send them up to my office now. Oh, NFL knife fights. I'd watch that. <laughs> but is there an owner that does really jump, like the, the drama? Oh, I'd want to read Daryl Cates' story. I think we're still many, many years away I know, from that, I know, though. but that would be the one I'd want. Oh, he, we talked on the spot. He's in the movie biz. Can he produce his own? It could Make be like one the- of me. Make 50 Cent my character and give me a knife fight. You know what could happen is Daryl Cates could be like Tommy Wiseau from The Room and make a movie himself, starring himself. Mm. Oh, that's cool. See? Well, if there's one guy who probably doesn't want a Daryl Cates movie to come out, it's Daryl Cates, probably. right? I mean, he's... Probably. Wouldn't yeah. it be great if he has his son playing him, though? Like, oh, Harrison amazing. Cates as Daryl? Or Harrison Ford as Harrison Cates for the yes. simple reason they have the same name, same even name. though Harrison Ford's, like, 83 years old, like, grapes? Harrison Ford will do anything for a paycheck if the last Blade Runner wasn't proof enough. It's a good movie, but it was clearly... He's got Ally McBeal to pay for. You know she ain't getting them purses for free anymore. And all his airplanes. Oh, man, Ally McBeal. I forgot that she existed. I apologize. I wonder what's in your head sometimes. All, all that's in my head is mostly the dance and baby gif that I use for whenever Nuge scores or something like that. That's pretty much all I got. Yes. Was Robert Downey Jr. on Ally McBeal? I think he was, yeah. But then they wrote it because he was, was kind of forgotten. That was when he used to party. Yeah, how like super shady Robert Downey Jr. was before Iron Man. Yeah. Like, he was in jail. Oh, yeah. Like, and the only reason he got Iron Man is because of Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he used to party. And he apparently when he got the role, he's like, I am Tony Stark. I am an alcoholic with demons. <laughs> Please give me this role. Interesting. There we go. I am Tony Stark. I'm a ballistic missiles genius. Yeah. That was the best superhero movie, in my opinion. It was a good one. The first Iron Man? It's a good one. Fantastic. I haven't seen the Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman? Well, I'm told Someone the Wonder said, Woman, yeah. like the new one, yes. the newest one, not with the other lady. Yeah. I'm told that's the best. I'm, I've heard it's good as well. It's I really guys haven't seen it. seen it. It's good. No. Good. I kind of burned out on superhero movies, to There's be honest. A lot of them. It's like every. Before, remember when it used to be special when it was like Spider Man yeah. came out? And there was only Tobey Maguire, yep. and then you got nothing until fucking another Batman came out. No, it was there was they. We had a run of superhero movies. This is my specialty: superhero movies. Mm-hmm. So we had a run where it was like one every two years, and now it's one every three months. And I love them. I'll go see them all. But there's a lot of them. Like there is a lot. Well, once Disney got involved, and now Disney's buying Fox. So you did can Disney buy them. Marvel? Yes, they yeah. did. Okay. The reason cool. Disney bought Marvel is because they had. They basically had a market cornered for girls. They had all their princesses, like, we have Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, all that. And, like, we don't have anything for boys. Like, well, let's just buy Marvel, and let's also buy Star Wars. So now they control every child under 10. Amazing. Smart by Disney. To steal from that movie, Neighbors, who's your Batman? Uh, That's a good question. Probably Christian Bale. Wanye? Oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale's your Batman? Yeah, you're really the good. oldest one here, too. You're not wow. going Keaton? Fuck no, I wasn't watching those. Actually, mine's embarrassing. The one, like... Val Kilmer? Yeah. Really? No. Yeah. I used to go spend the summers with my mom all the time, and she didn't have cable. So I watched the same box of movies. This explains so much. For, like, two months at a time. So I watched Titanic probably over 100 times. Book and I've seen... Movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've seen uh, the Val Kilmer Batman probably, you know, Start, equally as many times. Star Set Boobs and Titanic. Draw Me Like Your French Girls? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I just saw a movie with Kate Winslet last night. What would that have been? One of these rom-com things that's out for Christmas, and she's in the movie, and Jack Black's in the movie. Uh, the Last Last Christmas? Is that what it is? Last Christmas? I think Very good movie. It's a Christmas movie Very season. Nice movie. It is. I was going to watch a Christmas movie a day for 20 days. and I How'd you forget? Three in the first 10. What are the three ones? Uh, I watched that one. Mm-hmm. And then I watched... Uh, what was the other one? Love Actually. That's yeah, a good one. Which, of course, is a holiday favorite. And then I watched the one with Seth Rogen. The night before? The night before. That is a great movie. It's great. Really movie. good. That is a very well done, well done movie. Those when guys- he's talking to his phone about his unborn baby when he's tripping balls yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. So good. Yeah. When do you guys start getting into Christmas? I put up my tree at the end of November, posted on Twitter, took a lot of shit for it. Wow. <laughs> People were just not in the mood. And I'm like, hey. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of you my house. I'm into yeah. it. I was doing rum. I was doing eggnog. Decorating the tree. I'm all about it. U.S. Thanksgiving. That's when I fully jump in. Usually, like, I'll watch the late football game on Thanksgiving night in the States, and that's when I'll put my tree up. I have a little Charlie Brown tree that I keep in my apartment. See, I, I don't know. I skipped over a lot of chapters of adulting, I think. Really? Yeah. Like, right now, I have roommates, so mm-hmm. the tree is up and everything's wonderful, and I didn't lift so much as a bulb onto the tree. 
when it was just me and the squire hanging out back in the day before we had ladies living in the house who were married to other residents of the house, uh, we would never do a tree. People would come over and be like, where's your tree? I'm like, well, I don't know. Do you see any adults around here? Like, Fuck <laughs> you. How does that sound? Have a beer. There's your tree. So I don't really participate. Really? No. Do you find like you're missing out? Like, don't you have a nephew? Like, don't. Oh, I'll go like, to his. Okay, okay. Like, I'll go to Christmas okay. and buy everyone presents okay. and go do all that stuff. And I'm not like, oh, it's the seventh time to put bunting on the man- mantle or whatever <laughs> the fuck people do. I have no idea. Well, you know, people put stuff on them. Bunting. Bunting's for parades. Is it? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. If it hadn't been for me, misses, I probably wouldn't have a tree either. To be honest, I've got a tree in the living room, and we've also got a small one in our bedroom. Two trees. Jeez, Louise, sounds like it's Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm going to get another one. I guarantee it. I She found cheap trees at the dollar store that comes with like a set where you get this tiny tree that's about two feet tall, a bunch of lights, all that shit. They're going to be all over my house. I guarantee it. My God, we, we it's going to be, be, it's gonna be National Lampoons. House, man. That's not bad at all. Oh, that sounds, sounds like a nice time. It does sound like a very nice very Cheery. Nice time. We often have baking. Really? Do you guys go like caroling and stuff? Oh, hell no. no. Is there ambient Christmas music just playing for no reason in the house? Sometimes, not often. It's odd that an Australian would embrace Christmas quite as. They also show. celebrate down under. Yeah, but I've I've been to Australian Christmas. It's weird. You eat like shrimp and drink champagne. Yeah, you're outside. Santa it's all can't hot. find you there because it. Where's the sleigh gonna land? And he'd overheat giving you presents because he's covered in fur. I did two hot Christmases: one in Mexico, one in Thailand, and to me, it was very odd. I missed yeah. the whole snow. What was Christmas on pee-pee like? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> no, before we get into that, we'll take a quick pause because that is an excellent tease. Bag Knuckle tells us what Christmas on pee-pee Island yeah. is like you're listening to the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Hanson Distilleries. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly. Chapa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at chappamachinery.com. Chapa Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back on the Real Life Podcast. Mijou, Bag Milk, Wanye, and when we left, left us, we had an excellent tease. Yeah, Christmas on PP Island. What? Which that? is the name of your Christmas album? That's right, Christmas, yes. Christmas on PP. A Christmas with bagged milk. It's not Christmas. I mean, they they wear the hats. It's they, Christmas in as much as it's December twenty fifth. Yeah, I mean, it. so generally, not everything. Most things are closed on PP on Christmas Day. Um, so what we did is we went to a liquor store that was open and we basically bought all the beer they had, and then from there we went down onto the beach made a little fire, had some beers, and swam in the ocean. To me, it was just the, the most... Christmas tradition that we all grew up with. <laughs> the most nice, absurd thing ever. We gave each other weird gifts. We had None of us had any money, so like the gifts were like, here's a sarong I found. And they're like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I stole a left flip-flop that matches the one you lost. That's cool. Like, thanks, man. So it was, it was a really odd experience. It was like 40 degrees. It was a thousand... It was like so hot. I remember like just sweating, dying, being hung over by like 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. He was well, it was a weird Christmas. You ever had a hot Christmas? Yeah, Australia. Was Australia. It, was it similar to PP or is it just No, British? mine was like incredibly posh. And it's like, don't forget this is a British accent. It's not even a British accent. <laughs> to wake up early in the morning, we have to go and have shrimp and whatever the fuck it was. And I was like, huh? What? What about Santa? And they're like Oh, Australian Santa doesn't come until 2 in the afternoon. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then it was a bunch of fancy people sitting around with, like, khaki pants on talking about the winter races or whatever the hell they watch down there. And I was like, mm-mm, this is not for me. And then I moved back to Canada. And that The first it. time I met, like, for lack of a better term, my in-laws was right around Christmas time. And I they were talking about Christmas. And I said, in Australia, based on your history, does Santa come down your chimney and steal all your presents? Oh, well done. Huh? Yeah. And then I put the hand up and they're just getting daggers stared at me by a room full of strangers. Uh, uh, I'm also banging your daughter. Huh? Huh? Welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All of that. Well, there's a big race or something, isn't there, in Christmas during the... In Australia, and that they all look forward to. Probably. Like, they fucking love horse races. Maybe it's, the, it's a boat race is what it is. Really? It yeah. could be. Boat race. They're always ch- counting down to a race in Australia, I feel like. It's either, like, the horse races or the boat races or the cricket match and the ashes. They just want to bet Jeez. on something, essentially. Jesus. I've lived with Australians for, for seven years. Really? Yeah. So I'm well-versed in their culture. Mm. Not bad at all, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should maybe talk about some... 
The local horse race? Yes. The Oilers versus the other 30 horses in the race? Yeah. Uh, we got a text at the station today that mm. I think we figured out the Oilers' woes, boys. Go ahead. This was from a gentleman in Tofield. He said, I think the boys aren't getting late enough. More sex equals more wins. BJ's on the bus. Do whatever it takes. Hypnotist, I don't care. Let's get her done, guys. I heard that goes the same for podcast guys, too. Mm. So, <laughs> so, we have, so we have to blow each other? Is that yeah, what it yeah, is? Well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, Darren Tofield wants the Oilers to start hooking up with each so other. Let's so, poison it. So we've solved it. We've solved it. <laughs> Let's. The poison out. Is Sometimes. that how you got the missus? Is that yeah. kind of talk? Yeah. Chivalry is never going to die in the uh, castle. We're supposed bedroom. to talk about the Oilers, not about how you bang your missus. Yeah. Match is giving us the very infrequent. When... <laughs> we, we've solved it. We solved it. That's simply it. BJ's thought, on the bus. I thought they had a good week last they week. They had a great weekend. BJ's on the bus. The boys on the bus for the new generation. Sorry, that was. Uh... Oh, yeah, no, that plays. Yeah, that plays. Play. That'd be a fantastic Blue Jays documentary, though, right? Be, actually. BJ's on the bus. I always laugh every month when I'm doing the reports of the nation and I write down BJ Nation on a piece of paper <laughs> and I giggle to myself. We were talking about, just speaking of uh, reporting, We are, uh, every time the Oilers lose, I go on Periscope and I do a live, I'm calling the Beatcast. Yep. And I do my beats, I answer some questions, just talk to people, whoever's listening to it. So the boys at the office were asking how many people watch these things. So they were high. Yeah. Like last night's got 20. As in the viewers are high or the numbers are high Both. watching? Yeah. <laughs> a little A, little A, a little B. <laughs> but in the email back to me saying, what are the numbers for the beat cast? It came through as B-E-A-T cast, mm-hmm. which is a completely different broadcast yeah, altogether. True. Please don't ever do that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> when they win the cup. Yeah, a we'll very see. other beat. A very mm-hmm. X-rated beat cast. But no, they had a good weekend. Last night, they did everything right yep. against the Leafs. They should have won that game. They hit a thousand posts. They did all the right things. Could not score. Curtis McElhaney looking like a Vesna candidate. Mm. Hasn't played since late November. It was just annoying. If I had a show similar to like a John Oliver or a talk show, I would have a smash cut of people pronouncing Laurent Brassois' name. I couldn't. It was. I was so distracted through the first period. Jim Houston, Brassant, Brosant, Brassa, like whatever his iterations were i was so distracted that i probably missed 10 minutes of the game just dying laughing retweeting people who were also seeing the and he's same not thing. french no, no he's from bc he's like the gihi bear of his year remember gihi bear yeah. but he wasn't french either and he actually grew up with it being pronounced guy hebert yeah i mean laurent brassois is like one of the frenchest names of the very Laurent basoy that's how he pronounces <laughs> yeah. it in bc where he's from yeah that was that was probably was that the, I guess the win on against Montreal is pretty good, but I think the multiple mispronunciations. The beatdown against Montreal was great, and Needed it started it. early too. Right? Fantastic. It started early and often, and it yeah. was a tough road trip. But they're hanging in there. Where are you guys you're still praying for playoffs? Or Obviously, you forever. Got you. Against Oswegian. There's a lot of games coming up against the Western Conference too, which is important. Um, if the Oilers can play like they did over the weekend against Montreal and Toronto, they're going to win hockey games. But we're at the point where moral victory still shouldn't be a thing, though. No, moral victories ain't. Hell are you, Maz? We're trying to be positive in here. The KGB room. Ah, that's true. I take it back. I will edit that out. Like everything is happening. No, 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 no. I'll put some pet shop boys over top. I want everybody to know where you stand. I can be Debbie Downer every way along the way. No, they're rolling. Like they got to put or they're trying to get rolling. I suppose they've only won back-to-back games twice this year. That is a bit alarming, but that's fine. There's a lot of hockey left, and if you look at their what are they five and three in their last eight games? Something like that. Yeah, starting to roll. And the games they lost, you can really look at you know some puck luck of which there's a zero. It's fine. The ship is turning around. It's the Queen Mary. It doesn't just turn, Maj, in your fast time horizon. <laughs> go left, go right. We're in a canoe. Ah, all the way to the cup. This is a big yeah. ship. Takes a long time to turn. I think I saw the greatest non. Uh, what would the word be? People who are dissing stuff that has nothing to do with anything. Guy was like, you know what? I didn't see a Oilers hat on McDavid's dad. Hmm. Oh, I saw that too. I what? saw <laughs> Matthew's dad wearing a Leafs hat. Maybe there's some problems at home, and this is why the guy isn't scoring more than a point a game, still carrying the team, even though he's dead of the flu. McDavid's dad isn't wearing an Oilers hat? Who the fuck cares? What's the matter with you? Worried about that? Have you seen Gene Principe's ride-along things that he did with Connor? I haven't, actually. We were watching them the other day at the office, and there's one where he goes to Connor's house. They have a shrine to him in the house. It's almost as though he's dead. (laughs) <laughs> He's everywhere. Oiler stuff. This is Connor's all, parents' house or Connor's, Connor's parents' own, house? Okay. Other guys say Wanye's house too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I photoshopped some naked Connor <laughs> David banners you wouldn't believe are fake. <laughs> I actually, uh, we were at the office the other day, and I tried to order Connor sheets. They exist? No, you got to custom order them. I was just like, if I can get, of course, a big enough image, I can get Connor sheets. Of course. 
but they were going to be expensive. Ronnie, oh. Ronnie wouldn't let me expense those. Ah, see, that's what we mm. call a financial check and balance. Mm. There you go. When the one guy in charge gets <laughs> yeah. a bright idea to buy $1,000 Connor sheets, there's another lady in charge to shut him down. How are those for the business? What do you, what, what do you mean? I'll sleep well, better. You guys have snuck some greasy shit past Ronnie in the past, haven't you? The last time, let me think. I mean, some of those pint bills that we've snuck through there. Well, those don't go to Ronnie. Those go to a whole different accountant that call me up and yell at me. <laughs> um, hello, did you know that the nation was in here the other night and spent, I think the record's $2,800. Yeah. $2,800? Yeah, and I'm like, uh, no comprendi, you've called the wrong number, please call somebody else in the company. Click. It was, uh, I remember the $2,800, well, I vaguely remember the $2,800 night. Draft night? Connor night? It's like a lottery night or something Some, like something that. Something where yeah. $2,800. I, have, I still have the bill, it's on the wall. It's like a night. fruit by the foot is what it is. It's <laughs> just like three feet of bill. One of the sections of my garage, which is where we all go hang out at night and we play cards in there, we do whatever we want. But it's all pint bills from throughout <laughs> really? the players on the wall. Yeah. And like drink tickets, some of because I live with a lot of people, right? Okay. So stuff we've found throughout the years on the floor, that sarong you got for Christmas, that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. I think the highlight of the weekend was someone bought you a beer, right, Bagwell? Oh, yeah. You're speaking of getting free drinks of the pint. Yes. So on... this is weird, by the way. It is weird. It's very bizarre. So. On Saturday, somebody sends me a DM. Shout out to my boy, Trent. Trent, if you're listening, I'm sorry, man. Oh, he's Trent not listening. gets this week's shout out. These, shout out uh, these mics aren't plugged in. So I get, a, I get a DM from a boy, Trent, on Saturday saying, hey, man, good to meet you. Last night. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, I didn't meet anybody last night. I don't even think I left my house last night. Where'd we meet? I was meet? sleeping in newspapers last <laughs> night, crying at midnight. Yeah, I was like, where'd we meet? He's like, I was looking at, what you, I, I'm the guy that bought you a beer at the pint last night. I was like... Nah, I wasn't at the pint last night. I was at home. Like, I didn't leave my couch, I don't think. And he's just Is it like, Rick just fooling? <laughs> just fooling with oh, you? Oh, that'd be so good if it was Rick. But it was just like, there's a guy out there better at being bag milk than I am. Well, don't, he got a free beer. Don't say that. You No one can be better at being well, bag milk. We haven't seen the other guy, Mash, to be <laughs> fair. Like, don't give him credit where Surprise! credit's Surprise! <laughs> here he is. No. I want to know oh, how dude. it came about. Yes, I assume I it was two guys wearing nation gear, connected. Are you a fan of the website? Yes, I'm bagged milk. Is that how it how quickly it worked? Mm-hmm. Because I don't make that move, but maybe I should. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever once bought me a beer that wasn't like the pint buying me a beer or the nation buying me a beer. Mm-hmm. So this guy is up on me one nil. But you've gone to great lengths to obscure your identity. Yes. Not I yeah. Yes. But like if we're at an event or something and somebody comes in and introduces themselves, well, I want to be bagged milk. it's not like I'll I'll, I'll hide. Really? Yeah, I've met a ton of cool people, You're a ton of really brave. nice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by that point, I've probably had a couple of shots of tequila, and I'm a little bit loose enough. <laughs> Let's I'll be talk cool, a little bit. Hey. So every now and then, it's kind of nice to be bag milk, but <laughs> when I'm not good in grease, then it's back into my hole of shame. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to Trent, who got duped by a faux milk out there. Yes, stop doing that, people. And one, has that happened to you ever? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. happened to me. Yeah, someone said that they were, same thing. But nice were to they, meet you. Les, thanks for the shot. But were they like being like dongs though, bud? Or were they like, I am Wanye. Follow me on Twitter. No, no, no. no, no they're no. just According to the guy that, for my thing at least, the guy's very nice. He just bought a shot. Yeah. Someone said he was Wanye. No, I asked, like, I asked Trent, I'm like, for a little bit of background on how it happened. Because I'm uh, the, the, the lead up to the purchase of the beers where I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. How did it go from meeting a stranger to I'm bag milk to here's a beer for you, sir? That's what yeah, I want. There's to a know. lot of things that had to happen before that. Well, I didn't get. I didn't hear back from. Him. This is also happening one other time. I was thinking. I thought this has happened to you before. One other time, we were at the pint again, but I was actually there this time, and we were in the back in the back room of the pint, and it was one of those nights where the Oilers were back there, and we were just somehow lucky enough to get ushered into that section. Uh-huh. These bo- aren't by mistake, but continue. Yes, it isn't like that. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. So Rick's <laughs> sure like, you put the nation guys in with the Oilers. Guys yeah, so back. Rick's like, all right, you guys yeah. just sneak back there before mm-hmm. anybody notices. So I was back there mingling, and by mingling, I mean of minding my business, staring at my shoes. <laughs> and there was a guy that tried to get into the section, and uh, actually it was our boy Alvin, Shout out, Shout out to, to Alvin. Alvin, who got the nation gear on the scoreboard the other night. Exactly. So it was Alvin said, no, you can't come in here. And this guy dropped out. I'm bagged milk. I'm going in. And Rick said, no, you're not. Wow. He's like, yes, I am. How do you know? And then Rick just, because he's sitting right there. And the guy, the, like, the color from his face just went, Meh. Wow. Yeah. 
Rick That's is a great. Rick, Rick is a superhero. Oh yeah, Rick's holy a cow! And you're just like over there, like looking at the art on the wall, not talking to anybody. Like that oh, yeah. introvert over there is yeah. bag milk. Not you. He is able to form full sentences. Yeah, the guy who has uh, an actual ability to speak to strangers, <laughs> not the one hiding under the table over there, just kind of gently peeking over, like Kilroy. Uh, <laughs> which one do you use, Tom Gilbert? <laughs> yeah. So stop it. Who's ever doing that? No. Yeah, don't do that. That's just a little weird, isn't it? Just slightly. Be yourself. Just introduce yourself. If you want to be bag milk, make up your own thing. Go and do your own <laughs> stuff. And 14 years from now, you too can have people robbing your identity for free beer. Word of advice, better pseudonym. We should have made a complete list of the running names that Jim Jerome called bag milk. Yeah. Mm, milk bag. Yeah. That was Baggy milk. One. Yeah. That's just like any conversation I have with my boy Reed Wilkins. Shout out yeah. to you, Reed. He calls me every iteration of bag milk that he can think of, and I love it. How is going on the radio once a week? Uh, it's fine. You know, it's it's weird. It's like at first when uh, Mandy's from the office said, hey, they want you to come on uh, on Cruise FM every Wednesday to talk Oilers. I'm like, mm. you talk like me? Mm. Like, why would they? Because they listen to this podcast. Because you were buying them all beers the pint last <laughs> yeah. week and discussing it. That's right. Thank you. Shout out Phantom Milk. <laughs> That's right. And then they asked, and it's really interesting because there are people that are just because I get to read the text. Sometimes they'll show me the text that come in. That's my favorite part. Um, and there Is are people. It? Yeah, because I love it. I I love the chaos of the people being like, "Oh, there's fucking bloggers on the radio. I'm supposed to be listening to classic rock, man. Play Rush. Get this asshole off here. All I want is Tom Sawyer. Who's talking about Oilers and flags." whatever so like that part is really interesting to me and it's also fun just to um be able to talk about beats and the dumb things that we do at the office to an audience that probably has no idea what we're doing it's good exposure and you're not a mo- like you're not a morning person correct or am i making that up no I they try it- to get me in at like 7 a.m i'm like no that's not gonna that's not gonna work for me they're like I was like, what's the latest I can possibly come in? They're like, what's the morning show? Does it need to be morning? <laughs> well, I was, mm. well, I pitched noon. I'm like, can we pre-record the day before? And they're yeah. like, well, no, we want it to be a little bit more timely. Well, okay. So I show up at nine, but then I pop over and see Ryder and do his podcast. So I do cruise and then I do hot 107. I'm speaking to all the generations. Oh, wow, you do? What's Ryder's podcast? Uh, essentially, I think that, I'm pretty sure they clip most of the best of that day. And then they add in a little bit of original content of whatever they're talking about. So we talked a little bit of Oilers last year. We, last week, uh, my whole appearance was talking Gucci Gang. So I got to talk Gucci Gang on Real? Cruise. Like little Pump Gucci Gang? Fuck yeah. I was talking about Gucci Gang on Cruise. And then Lachlan Cross was like, what are what, you talking what's about? What's Gucci Gang? I was like, listen, if you don't know about Lil Pump, then no. we're not having this conversation right Fuck. now. And then I went and talked about it on Hot 107 because I heard they were playing Gucci Gang on the radio. Uh-huh. I wanted to know what their edit was like. Oh, you wouldn't hear a word. You don't. Yeah. So when I was in Iceland at this festival, there's like the one venue is like all hip hop. There's maybe like 10 venues. It's a four day thing. If you go to one venue all the time, it's hip hop. Right. So in between the sets, like the hippest DJs are spinning the hottest jams. Right. This year was all little pump. Everyone loves Lil Pump. People in rap love Lil Pump. That's why his album has so many good rappers on it. And I think it's bizarre for like people who are like, that's hot garbage because the industry is like embracing this kid. And someone did the math. You know, he said he always wants to be in Harvard. You know, yeah. this whole thing. So Lil Pump's nope. always like, I could be in Harvard. I can be in Harvard. They did the math of how much money he made when he was 17 and how if he went to medical school, like he jokes about how if he went through the whole thing and was like the chief of thoracic surgery, he would make less money at 38 than he did at 17. I was reading about Lil Pump the other day and his SoundCloud down, downloads over 2016 were just ridiculous. Maybe 2017, whatever it was, like hundreds of millions of plays. And this is a 17-year-old kid no, we're talking that's about. Nuts. I was also reading about him, and someone said he's going to buy the Flames and move him to Houston in mm. three years. Lil he, Pump loves Houston. The Houston Pumps. <laughs> Could you imagine? Did you guys ever have pumps when you're, like, pump shoes? What do you do? The richest people in no, Edmonton I, over I, here? He's got his mini discs. I never had a mini reading and reading. You got pumps? Yeah, but I had, like, they weren't Airwalks. They were, like... Well, pumps weren't Airwalks. They were Reeboks. Orwalks. But they were like, it was like a knockoff version of whatever the mainstream brand was. If they were Adidas, they had two stripes instead of three. Those were the pumps uh-huh. I had. And I pumped mine so much that the right pump burst. Was it like that scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights? When I Dave wish. Chappelle pumps his <laughs> shoes? <laughs> I know what it's like? I you wish. seen Robin Hood Men in Tights? No, sir. Really? Not as such, no. That's a throwback one. Nice throwback. Someone called you for how much you said not as such on Twitter. I was on the Everything is Wrestling podcast. Or am I making that up? I never no, noticed. Did they? I think someone said you say not as such. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, somebody was. Yeah. See, shit. man, I cop a lot of shit online. Yeah. No, I, I deleted. <laughs> I wasn't trying to shit on. No, 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 never you're fine. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but did you know Connor's dad didn't wear an Oilers um, hat? Did you see that Matthew's dad was wearing a Leafs hat? <laughs> you know I'm pretty sure what that means. Why were they even talking to they each other? They want Connor back in Toronto, <laughs> and they sent Matthew's dad to deliver the offer. You know what we should do? We should send a nice care package to the McDavid's. Mrs. McDavid's really mad at us for calling him McGee's. Really? Yeah, oh, okay. religious. Okay. And very hot. Not the time. <laughs> Not the time to say Mr. McDavid's hot one. Yeah. Okay. She's a beautiful woman. Well, let's just take the bag and we won't send him a care package. I want the McDavid's just to be so happy that Connor's playing in Edmonton. I don't want to inconvenience them in the least. If he doesn't want to wear an Oilers hat, that's fine. Cursed Oilers rig coming up with McJesus. <laughs> it just kind of fits, doesn't it? <laughs> you just blame the Oilers rig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those assholes. Oh, boys, this was, uh, this was fun. We talked everything. Flames have a new owner. I'm sorry, Maz. You were like, oh, you, had no. a, you had an agenda. I didn't you really, told us. You said, we got to talk about hockey we this could, week. No, we, we didn't. We covered everything, topic. didn't we? Really quickly, I wanted to cover the KHL, who had a new oh, record yeah, way, A new yes. record this week. Have you heard about this, Wanya? Yes. There's an Oilers connection to a new KHL record just this week, Wanya. Please be Robbie Shrimp. Please be Robbie Shrimp. Please be Robbie Shrimp. Not quite. Fastest goal in KHL history. Five seconds from opening puck drop and... Do you think a former Oilers scored it or let it in is the question? Ooh. Well, probably let it in. <laughs> 99 problems, but a goalie ain't one. Ben Scrivens. Let in the fastest goal in KHL history. Ripped it. It was like just a wrist or rip from the center line. Where is he him. playing? Locomotive or something? Oh. Or like so, uh, One of those KHL teams I can't pronounce. But yeah, he's... Oilers still making a dent in the KHL. He's getting paid with rubles, the poor bastard. You know what I mean? Professor. Mm. Didn't strike me as very likable, Mash. Can you speak to this? Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little no, dusty. No, I always seemed like, a bit pretentious. They called him the professor. Uh, the one memory when I think of Ben Scrivens, we all remember the crazy game against the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Only had like sixty-two saves. Yeah. He just yeah. was standing on his head. Someone asked him when either the Penguins were in town or something. So the question was asked: Do you pay close attention when there's like you know Crosby Malkin out there? And he goes. When you're at a red light, are you really looking at the other cars around you paying attention? Yes, I'm trying to mouth my phone number to the women driving. <laughs> Seven, eight, zero. Mike, Mike. I, had a, I had an answer for that, Wanye. I used to, when I was a single chap, I used to have a notepad on my on the dry, on the passenger seat with a Sharpie. And really? And I would write notes. If I, there was somebody in the car beside me that I was interested in or thought was a beautiful lady, I would write her a note and I would hold it up to the window. Did this ever work? Never. Not once. That's the original Tinder. That is. Thing. That actually. I took Life swings though. Apps was hard, man. Very hard. Can imagine paper. that. I took swings. Shoot your shot. Shoot or shoot. I took swings. That's my uh, sex tape. <laughs> I, took some, I tried. <laughs> but the scrimmage, the point was, if you really look around at a red light, if there's car, I'm like, well, if a Mercedes pulls up beside yeah, me. if I'm, I'm Ben probably- Scrivens on a tricycle <laughs> and fucking Malkin wheels up in so, a Lambo. And every now and then you got a guy singing Pet Shop Boys right next to you. Yeah, so, you take a look. holding up signs. So yeah. I, I, Are you Ben Scrivens? Question mark. <laughs> I'm sure it was fine, but yes, he, he was out of the league pretty quickly. And he was acquired Zach Cassian for him. So everything worked out in the end. That's true. That's well, well said. The uh, Peter Shirelli, for as much heat as he does take, flipped one asset and got another <laughs> asset. I saw Peter Shirelli's wife on Instagram the other day. Really? Mm. Not too shabby, Peter, for a Harvard man who makes bad decisions when it comes to trading people away from good teams. Imagine what it would have been like had he been a Yale man. Oh. Private. Was it a private account? No, or could no, it, no, it was really? like a charity account. Yeah, okay. Doing something nice. nice with some ladies. I can't remember who else was there. Sekera's wife, I think. That's nice. I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. But I looked and I was like, who are these foxes? Mm. And I realized, like, Torelli's obviously much older than an oiler. Mm. Yep. Mrs. Torelli didn't look out of place with players' wives. Fantastic. Well done, Peter. You can still swing a deal when you have to. Uh, this is a story that just popped into my head. It has to do with Oilers management. I walked, it was in, walked into a bar once. It was Tuesday night, like 6 o'clock. And I see an Oilers a member of Oilers management watching WWE SmackDown on the screen, and was pretty into it. Like not like cheering, but it's like hmm. And then when the match was over, it's like right on. And then paid his bill and left. So you fully disrobed, sat down next <laughs> to him, and like, said, "You like yeah. this too?" <laughs> of all the things, like right Scott on. Houston. Like, because right of on. the Everything Is Wrestling podcast, I watched a little bit of Raw last week there for the go. first time in oh, it's been a, it's been a hot minute. Really. But man, it's fun. It is. You guys are all invited to my house for the Royal Rumble, by the way. When is that? Uh, end of January. I haven't watched a Royal Rumble since I was about 12. Best so. pay-per-view, man. Best pay-per-view. You're all invited. UConn can come, too. That's nice. Yeah. I actually I keep tagging UConn in really hilarious wrestling content and sending it to him, like DMing. The other day, there was like our big sumo wrestler guy in the ring, 
And then, like, Vince McMahon was in the ring in the suit, and then he, like, turned around and, like, put Vince Kiss McMahon's my ass? head right in between his butt cheeks. Then I went to send it to Yukon and sent it to somebody who wasn't Yukon oh. at all. <laughs> and then she was like, what is this all about? And I was like, oh, my God, ah, fuck. And now you have another court date. Now you're from wrestling? Tickets, yes. No, that's on the 14th. That's coming up. 14th of January? 14th of February. February. Valentine's Day. Hey. There ain't no love in these streets, Maz. No. If you have a condo thing or a oh, deck man. thing going like I do, shit. We should do a live podcast from the courthouse. We should do a live yes. podcast from the courthouse. Could be like T Grizzly, first day out, dropping rhymes on <gasps> us. First day out, the feds, just yeah, like my boy Gucci. Ah. Uh, first day out, the together. bylaw courthouse. That has some <laughs> real street cred. Yes. <laughs> we should make free Wanye shirts at Oilers Nation. <laughs> free Wanye. All right, they're giving away Wanye's now. <laughs> yeah, free. Like, go. no, like he's in there jail. Not that he has no cause. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably a day later, just because Oilers play on play when we usually record. But I feel we accomplished Ooh, a lot. Let's we- do a prediction for what's going to happen. How, when do they play between now and then? They play tomorrow is Columbus. Yep. Okay. They play Thursday. And then Saturday Saturday afternoon. is Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Nothing gets me going like a noon start against Minnesota. Oh, eh? That's that expression. That's about as exciting as a noon game against Minnesota comes from. Yes. Speaking of uh, boring hockey, I was talking to... Just some just some random fans on Twitter that were talking about just asking questions or whatever. Like, say they fired Todd McClellan, which I think is a bad idea. That's good. Horrible idea. Who would they bring up that is realistically a coach parallel to him? And I don't see one. And the suggestion was Dave Tippett was a guy that they would bring in he's to replace him. Yeah. He's a very good coach, but he also coaches a very boring brand of hockey. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine making Connor play the trap? Here's another coach name I'll throw you. What about Dan Bilesma? <laughs> What about Mike Keenan? He's got fired from that weird Chinese <laughs> team in the KHL. KHL. Dan Balsman. Yeah, I mean, I Disco watched, Dan. I watched too much of that uh, show on what's the one? Twenty four seven. That's the one. And then he's always like, "Hey, come on, Crosby, do your thing." Yeah. Like, I don't really have a lot of respect for. Him. Okay, that's fair. But there, I Tippett, though was a very good coach. A friend of mine played for him and said that he was just like an absolute gentleman yeah. and a real players coach. Yep. Well, look what he got out of those bad Arizona teams, right? Like he mm-hmm. dragged. The, did they make the conference final one year? I believe so. Like it, yeah, yeah, like they beat Chicago, I think, in one of the first. Like it was nuts. Those Dave Tippett teams. You guys don't believe me. I'm they, trying to remember that year. What year was that? Oh, that was oh, that was. It was a really boring Final Four. It was. Well, it's fine. See, the only started playoffs for ten years. I just stopped paying attention. I would honestly take the playoffs as a break, like a a checkout break. Yeah. <laughs> well, the playoffs are here, and I can stop thinking about hockey and That's just right. relax. I'm waiting until the draft lottery, and that was it. You're, they're still making the playoffs. You're in on this, right? Yeah, I, I feel like that they they're only six points back of wild, wild card. Ah, yes, thirteen. It was uh, twenty twelve actually. They made it to the conference finals. Was that right before the strike? Uh, yes, that was right. Before. And they stole Winnipeg shtick, right? They did the whiteout. They did, yes. Oh, cheeky, cheeky. Do you mm. guys view the Winnipeg like as Arizona the Jets, or does the Jets get their history back? Oh, it's like Caitlyn Jenner. It's very confusing. When do you start being a new person, <laughs> and when do you stop being your old self? It's a good point. <laughs> no, it is. Imagine no. being way too nice. It's kind of a good point at all. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Oilers predictions for the next time yes, we're here yes, that's at terrible. Columbus, home to Nashville, okay, at Minnesota. Predictions, fun. fun we got four games. Um. Okay, so let's start with Columbus. Who we got? Win. 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 Yeah. 3-2 win. I'm picking a score. Nice. Mm. Oh, even going above and beyond. Uh, nothing screams loss more than afternoon start against Minnesota. Win. I'm going to go overtime loss. I'm going to go win because I went to a Mall of America and they had Orange Julius or whatever the equivalent is in St. Paul. That's where the first WCW Nitro was at, the Mall of America. Uh, home to San Jose. Win. Win. Yeah, that's Because they can't, they, the playoff, whatever. Yeah, those are big divisions. So yeah, we're, we're pretty That's optimistic. Three zero, boys. That's a good week. We'll see. We'll see how right we are when we get back, boys. All this right. was fun. We went all over the place, boys. Thank you for your knowledge that you keep in your brains, Majo, with the sports knowledge, Wanya right, yeah. with the business knowledge. If you guys yeah. want to know about Murray Yater, you give me a shout out on Twitter. We will. All right, <laughs> we will. And if you want a shout out, tweet us. Yeah, can, if you can, want a shout out, tweet us. For God's sakes, can we give away a bottle? Give away anything you want. So tweet us, and we'll pick our best winner, and you'll win a bottle of Nation Vodka. Is that fair? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ah, but you have to live in Canada. Yeah, have to live in Canada. We can't send booze internationally. Thanks, Trudeau. So if you're in Canada and you want a bottle of Nation Vodka, tweet the three of us. I'm at Mark Majot, Mark Spell. I want a picture. Take a picture. Show us how thirsty you are, and I don't care what that means. Thirsty. There you go. (laughs) You know what that means to kids these days? Mm. You're going to get some DPs if you catch my D. (laughs) I don't. He's still doing drift. Oh, I get it. So yeah, tweet us. Catch my D. That's my sex tape. Stalking stuffer. We can hook you up with that. This is Real Life. Brought to you by Hanson Distillers. This is fun, boys. We'll do it next week. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.